Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. Bridget, do you ever have um, nightmares about adverse outcomes? Yes, I think we all do. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we all really want what's best for the patient and we don't get into being dentists to do harm despite what a lot of people might think. (laughs) Um, And I think particularly when you're new, like fear really plays a lot into your experience, fear of, you know, making a mistake. Um, But I think what Annalene really talks about a lot is that, you know, we are all human um, and it's oftentimes, you know, not what has happened or the mistake, um, but what happens after that really makes the difference. How do you handle sort of Mm. those situations, Dave? Yeah, I feel the same way. It's always something that plays on our mind. I I tend to, like when things start to kind of go wrong or a bit sideways or I'm running late, I tend to actually slow down. I slow down how I talk and my thinking through my actions. And that's actually, that's served me well. So it's something, I don't know, if you slow down, you get things right. It actually makes you faster. But also dealing with the situation, you try to control your emotions a bit better. Mm-hmm. And Annalene, as you said, she, she raises some great points about caring for yourself as well as everyone else in that situation. It's how you manage it. And Annalene, of course, Dr. Annalene Weston is one of the best at this. She talks about burnout. She's in, been a feature interview on our podcast. And I really hope you enjoy this, this What I Wish I Knew episode with Dr. Annalene Weston. An adverse outcome is best defined as an unintended clinical event. So where the patient suffers harm. Now, the reason I say unintended is because people push back and they say, well, surely you wouldn't intend to cause a patient harm. Well, you could argue that extracting a tooth is harmful. You could argue that chemotherapy could be argued to be very harmful. We often do things to patients where we remove something or we administer chemicals or drugs that effectively cause them harm because that's for the greater good. That's the type of medicine that we're administering at that time. So an adverse outcome is whether it's an unintended outcome where the patient suffers harm. So classic examples of adverse outcomes would be extracting a lower wisdom tooth and the patient having altered sensation as a consequence. We know that that's a possibility, that the patient can have altered sensation, but we don't really intend for it to happen. And we do everything we can to stop it from happening. But we term that an adverse outcome. People often throw the word negligence about a lot. Negligence is a really unhelpful word. It's a legal word where the harm was caused either because the practitioner did something they shouldn't have done or didn't do something they should have done normally it's did something they shouldn't have done so think um driving without due care and attention it's those kind of equivalent things ought to have put rubber dam on ought to have treatment planned better ought to have offered a referral those normally so that's a slightly different thing adverse outcome is a much more this is where we are the patient suffered harm And probably um, when an adverse outcome happens, because the patient does suffer harm, of course, the patient has to be the primary focus. But I think the thing I probably, and I have shared this story in the past with people, because in an ideal world, we'd all learn from the mistakes of others, so we wouldn't have to go through these experiences ourselves. Um, I always say that if any piece of work I do, whether it be a presentation or an article, if it helps one person and means that one person doesn't receive a complaint or one person doesn't get sued or one patient doesn't get harmed, then it's been a success. Mm. So sharing the story of my adverse outcome, it was, I was probably, hang on, let me think, 
how old am I now? It would have happened about <laughs> 11 years ago. And the reason I know it was 11 years ago is because I was pregnant at the time and mm. I was quite pregnant. So I wasn't a bit pregnant. I was quite pregnant. So <laughs> um, pregnancies are quite an interesting beast in itself and it takes you through a number of emotions, but that's okay. You would know that yourself, haven't you? <laughs> okay. So I was in um, what my, my uh, husband likes to call tearful pregnant. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the other stages of pregnancy. <laughs> we won't get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I know exactly when it was because I was pregnant with my first son at the time. And it was one of those perfect storm moments, which we talk about a lot in dental protection, whereby um, I was treating an unknown patient. Unknown patients always carry with them more risk because you don't have that rapport. You don't truly understand what their needs and their desires and their values are because you've not really had the opportunity to get to know them. And they in turn, while they trust you on by virtue of the fact you're a healthcare provider, they haven't had the opportunity to develop that really essential requisite trust where they know that you've got their best interests at heart. Particularly if you're doing expensive or complex treatments, they can be a little suspicious of you. And in fact, more complaints arise out of treatments with unknown patients than your regular patients. So emergency patients, for example, or people you just don't know very well. So it was someone I didn't know very well. I was doing someone else's treatment plan because the other dentist had had to leave at short notice. And it was a complex procedure and it was a root canal procedure. The patient had suffered trauma to his anterior teeth when he'd come off a motorbike many years previously. And one tooth had been root filled successfully. The other tooth was non-vital. He had a periapical area and it was symptomatic. Mm. So I opened the tooth. I had valid consent and radiographs and all the things that we need to have. The treatment was appropriate. Okay. I did an appropriate preoperative assessment. I opened the tooth up under rubber dam, got my working length. I was actually quite happy with it. And unfortunately, that sometimes can be the cruel thing is that you're really yeah. pleased with the way things are going. And um, one thing that I do is at the end of an appointment, I will just irrigate the tooth one last time before I dress it. Um, but also I often widen my access slightly just to make sure I have got that smooth glide path to get down to working distance. Because one of the things I found most troublesome as a recent graduate wasn't preparing root canals. It was obturating them. Mm. I would try and obturate and my points would get stuck and they wouldn't get down to the end. And I was like, why, why are you not doing that? So it's something that I would do. Irrigated the tooth and the patient started to scream. Mm. And I mean scream. So I took the syringe out, it was an mm. anterior tooth, and the tooth was pouring with blood, pouring mm. out of the tooth. It was all over rubber dam. It was going off the edge of the rubber dam onto his bib. And I'll be honest, I didn't know what to do. Mm. And he was holding quite alarmingly the side of his face, bearing in mind I was working on an anterior tooth. And I honestly thought I'd killed him. And I say that with no, I had no idea because I was in that real fight or flight moment. And... I didn't understand what I could possibly have done to mm. cause this man to be holding the side of his face when I was working on an anterior teeth and to cause, him, to cause him to bleed like this. And your brain's moving so fast. Of course, it was a hypochlorite reaction, but mm. I had not made that connection at that time. So he wanted to rinse and obviously not ideal when you've got rubber dam on, but I would have given this man anything at this moment mm. in time just to stop mm. him from screaming. And ultimately we got him all dressed up and everything else and 
I contacted the local endodontist who was a 12-hour drive away because I was working regionally, which was, you know, (laughs) of course. And um, the patient came back to see me the next day and his eye was swollen shut and he looked like the elephant man. Like it was was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying, the soft tissue swelling. He had altered sensation on his lip on the side of his face. Mm. And the endodontist was incredibly helpful. He identified that there'd been an area of invasive cervical resorption, which I had missed on the radiograph. He reassured me that I wasn't the Lone Ranger, that it was impossible to see. And in fact, he had only seen it because he'd looked down the microscope. Now, Mm -hmm. he may have just been being kind, but I've always (laughs) taken great comfort in the fact that it was not that I missed something because I had an adverse outcome. I caused that man harm. It took him a long time to recover. He kept the tooth, but he had altered sensation in his face for a really long time. So he wasn't able to move his lips properly. And that's because hyperchlorite is incredibly destructive to tissues, Mm. which is why we use it. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, when it cuts outside the confines of the tooth and does what it had done, it had gone into his sinus. It was all manner of issues. Now Mm. he healed And to this patient, it was a story that he told his mates. He became a very, very loyal patient of mine. Um, But to me, it was a completely different environment. So for me, it was, I mean, after all these years, I've only just been able to talk about it now without actually becoming quite distressed and crying because it stayed with me. It is one of the worst things. It is the worst thing I've ever done to another human or animal, I should be clear, another living thing. (laughs) Um, I lost sleep over it. As I said, I was pregnant. I didn't sleep for about a week. I made myself sick. My husband took me to the doctor because he was really concerned about my mental and emotional health. Mm. My colleagues were worried about me. My nurse was frightened. Because look at it from her perspective. She's suctioning hyperchlor, you know, everything's apples and the patient's screaming. And, you know, it was absolutely terrifying for her. She didn't know what had happened either and what had gone wrong with this patient. So the impact this had on everyone, on the staff when he came in, so swollen. But of course, it's so important that you stay on the journey with patients, particularly when they have suffered adverse outcomes, because even though you're frightened, they're more frightened. Clear aligners have revolutionised the way we can provide aesthetic and orthodontic results to our patients. Many of us want to get into this field and provide these options for our patients but are not sure where to start. That's where Aorta, Aesthetic, Orthodontic and Restorative Training Academy comes in. Their online course, Aorta Essentials, is made to give you the foundations to take the first step. They also provide a number of live courses around Australia to help build on those foundations. With an unbiased approach, Aorta will show you the pros and cons of all the aligner systems. Get started at aortaaustralia.com.au. Thank you, Aorta, for supporting dental students and graduates, and thank you for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast. I guess my point is that people often focus on the patient, and it was a terrible thing for him. He never complained about me. He used to come in <laughs> and see my sad little face, and he just used to come in. I used to have to review him all the time to check he was yeah. getting his sensation back. And he used to go, oh, love, and like hug me, and he used to he's say, supporting you. Yeah. And it was so the wrong way around. That's right, because he's having to emotionally support me through the fact that I've maimed him. I mean, it was a horrible thing. But mm. the reality of it is my intent was never to hurt him. Mm. I did within accepted practice. 
it was appropriate diagnosis, appropriate treatment plan, but something on that day went wrong. And what had happened was when I'd gone to open the access cavity, because don't forget, I'd been irrigating this tooth for the last hour. When I went to open the access cavity to make sure I had that smooth glide path, I had connected the cavity, the root canal cavity with the area of invasive cervical resorption and created a tunnel effectively for the hypochlorite to leave the tooth. I'd opened the door. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things we see in dental protection is people hurt patients sometimes. Mm. Uh, hypochlorite reactions, paresthesia, roots in sinus, failed treatment. Patients can suffer some horrible, horrible situations. And some patients, like my gentleman, can be absolutely lovely about it. And others can be very angry, very aggressive. Mm. And people worry about reputational damage. There's so many fears. They worry they're going to lose their registration. And I think it's often overlooked that when something goes wrong in the practice of dentistry, the patient is not the only victim. The dental practitioner is a victim too. And people can be ashamed to talk about their adverse outcomes because they think people are going to judge them. But the reality mm. of it is we all make mistakes. Things go wrong in everybody's practice of dentistry. And I think if we talk about them and support each other through them, not only are we going to reduce the mental health issues in our practice and the mental burden and the guilt and the shame, because you shouldn't be ashamed. Sometimes things just go wrong. Like it's okay. Yeah. It's about what you do afterwards that defines you. If you stay on the journey with that patient and you help them get fixed, that's what's important. Hmm. Do, do you see what I mean? So the patient isn't the only victim. The dental yeah. practitioner is, the team are. It's a horrible thing. Patient's family as well, of course. Of course, everyone involved. And as you said, you know, the nurse is sitting there and she obviously isn't sure what's going on. And we, you know, as the leader need to look after all these people, but we also need to look after ourselves and recognize that it's okay. What suggestions do you have? You mentioned obviously talking about it's important. What other just quick little suggestions people can um, do to help them if they have gone through this situation? So I think, first of all, there's at the time. So if you're irrigating a root canal and the patient starts screaming or you take a tooth out and the patient starts spurting blood across the room, which has happened to a colleague of mine, okay. um, <laughs> if something happens and it's untoward, even when you're taking a tooth out and the tooth shatters, there's that moment where time seems to slow, isn't there? Mm. Take that opportunity to take a couple of deep breaths, pause, get your head in the right space, don't panic because your fight or flight response is going absolutely over time. So try and rein that energy, okay, and try not to let that energy take control of you and then you'll start making poor choices and poor judgments and all those things. Obviously, be honest about what's happened as best you can be. I mean, you know, don't be too honest and start saying stuff that isn't true. I'm a terrible dentist and I did this terrible <laughs> thing. You know, that's not honest. That's berating yourself. That's a whole different thing. But tell mm. the patient what's happened. Plan a way forward for them. Let the patient understand mm. where they're going next. Reassure them of your continued support. Obviously, call your indemnifier. Make appropriate arrangements. Get the patient moving in the right direction. Okay? If you mm. can do next that... Step then the patient's going to be fine. There are many, many specialists and experts who specialize in taking care of adverse outcomes. Mm -hmm. If you speak to any specialist and say, oh, hypochlorite reaction, root and sinus, altered sensation, it's what they do every day. For us, it's a once in a lifetime. For them, it's Tuesday. Like it's, <laughs> it's so, <laughs> get the patient moving in the right direction. Yeah. Then consider, is it appropriate for me to see my next patient? It might not be. 
I had somebody report a hypochlorite reaction to me this week. She was incredibly distressed and she said, I don't think I can treat my patients. I said, I don't think you can either. Make sure you can get home safely. You know, perhaps not safest behind the wheel if you're shaking, as this colleague was, or if you're frightened or distracted. We're dangerous when we're distracted. And then try and unpack it and look at it without being unkind to yourself. Okay, so it's not that you're terrible. It's not that you're an idiot. Why did I? I'm so stupid. All these things, this really nasty, hateful self-talk, completely unhelpful. Sometimes bad things happen to everybody. And if you haven't had an adverse outcome, you just haven't had one yet. I'm really sorry to say that. The more more years you have skin in the game, the more likely they are to occur. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do I would encourage anybody to talk to their colleagues, their friends and their family about it, whoever's their best speak to people. And if you absolutely feel that you can't access a counsellor, either through your GP, if you're with dental protection, you have access to a confidential counselling service. The, many of the ADAs offer a confidential counselling service. Don't let these things eat you from the inside out. Because that's not good either. Because what will happen is the next time you go to do that procedure, you will be terrified. Yeah, absolutely. It'll eat you alive and you'll then not want to provide that care for your patient. You might be biased in your choices. That's right. You talk yourself out of it. Conversely, if a colleague comes to you and says, Annalene or David, I've really screwed up. This terrible thing happened. I was taking this tooth out and blah, 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 blah. Be kind. Mm. Don't go, oh, did you assess it properly? (laughs) There are some things we need to take that are a given. And it wasn't that I was just being an idiot. Like bad things happen. Let's be kind and let's be supportive and let's not be judgmental when things go wrong. I think it goes both ways. Let's, let's, Let's talk about it, but let's listen with kindness as well and support. Like you said, we if you haven't had an adverse uh, event happen yet, it's it's only because it hasn't happened yet. And, um, so be kind to someone if they've had it and they'll be kind to you and you'll probably need it one day. But um, thank you so much for sharing your story there and your um, your advice. I think that I don't need to say much. You've just done a perfect job of, of helping us understand that situation and I think helping a lot of people who may one day have that event, hopefully they can think back to what you've just said and it will help them get through it. So, Annalene, thank you so much for sharing that. No, that's my pleasure and I always say if it can happen to the dental legal consultant, (laughs) it can happen to anyone. Do you know what I mean? My job is to help people get the best outcome for the patient, for them, their professional reputation and registration and to deal with these things. So, if it happens to me, it can happen to anyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.